until it got stuck in my meat and then got covered in that German mustard dipping sauce I got inside of me and now it don't work no more. and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today, uh, fresh off the heels of last week's episode where I introduced a bunch of my lifelong friends here filling in for Jack, who is coronavirus or something. Yes. I wish him the best, but don't bring that shit around here. <laughs> right. We welcome Ryan Donahoe back to the show. Thank you for having me. Right. Thank you for being here. I like having three people, you know? Yeah. I, I really do. Well, and the R's are taking over the J's now for today, <laughs> We'll so. see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> but then joining us a little bit later, we have one of the co-creators of the Adult Swim show, Super Jail, and the creator of Ball Masters 9009, which just had season two premiere February 23rd. We are welcoming creator, animator, actor, musician. Holy shit, the list just keeps going on. <laughs> Christy Caracas to the show. So uh, we have got a jam-packed episode yeah, for you. But before episode. we do that, we're going to be looking at fictional slash futuristic, just pretty much any, I guess, fictional sport right. okay. uh, from throughout pop culture. Because Ball Masters is, is that's what it is. Right. It's in the future, 9,009. All sports have been eliminated except for the game. The game. The game. So, yeah, let's look at all these uh, fictional sports we can find. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show your support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod, where you, for $5 a month, can get access to the Candair Patreon pod, one of which we're about to record here. Sounds yep. like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And um, speaking of Patreon, I want to give a big shout out to uh, RJ Penna. Is that how yes, I pronounce RJ, that correctly? Yes. Who just uh, upped his tier level. My God, what a commitment. I think he's our, our highest patron now, he right? Is, yeah. Hats off to you, RJ. Yeah. We've got to work something out with you, brother. Yeah, we haven't scared you off yet. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. That's some, that's some love like we've never <laughs> seen. So thank you, sir. And if you want to join the ranks of RJ... Again, patreon.com forward slash Pod. Randy, what am I forgetting? Uh, well, just the fact that there's going to be a lot of fun crap coming up on Patreon. So uh, yeah. Get on the train now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started editing the radio drama for the human fly that's yes. going to be on there. That was a lot of fun to make. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a long fucking edit, but <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, lots of cool stuff yeah. well, coming down the pike yeah. for you. So... Yeah, just keep your eyes out for that. What else? What else? So we are officially syndicated now. We you are. hear that every episode, but mm-hmm. we are a member of the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network, and uh, check us out with some other kind of cool podcasts. It's The list is growing, but uh, yeah, we're on every uh, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. We're the uh, the morning zoo show, if you will. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's distance ourselves from that. <laughs> the, the, the morning zoo really... <laughs> really gives an image that we just aren't getting fair enough aren't aren't putting out there i think it's it's this show older episodes 9 a.m monday through friday there you go 
I think that works. Yeah, that works. I'm my bad. sorry. I don't mean. No, no need to say my bad. I, I, if I'm going to bust balls, you know I'm going to do it on the microphone. This is true. This is right? true. Right? Is yes. there anything else? Just don't make me sing again. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is always coming, right? Oh, Christmas is always Christmas coming. in July. You've got, you got plenty of time to work on those pipes, you know? <laughs> uh, better hit the crack choir board. <laughs> and with that, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Show me what you got. What you got? Grass tape bed. All right, gentlemen. Fictional and futuristic sports. Where do we start, Randy? Kick us off, why don't you? All right. So uh, you guys remember the, let's say, mid-90s Disney block of cartoons? There was a show called The Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah. yes, mm-hmm. with the an- anth- I cannot talk tonight. The the, the human ducks mm-hmm. <laughs> that went uh, around on a spaceship and played hockey and also fought aliens. You're right. It's true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Though hockey is not fictional. No, but <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but no, I do remember that show, and you know, I never uh, really caught the Mighty Duck fever that swept through the nineties. No. You know, I never no. did either. I had a couple of their toys, and I maybe watched a handful of the episodes, but it wasn't that show was kind of big too, if I remember yeah, correctly, because yeah. there were even like Happy Meal toys. I remember there being like little like hockey pucks that yeah, like yeah. the torso of them would pop yeah. out, like they were driving little cars around. You know, the goalie or whatever that had that like gold face mask, like that was mm-hmm. he had a cool look to him. They all looked pretty. Cool. Yeah, but was that their shtick? They were alien ducks. Like it was they like. I honestly can't duck? remember. I think it was kind of. It might have been like in the Ducktales universe where that just was the norm. No, Maybe, I'm pretty no? sure it was alien because I feel like everyone else was a human. And you know, you may be right now that I'm. Thinking is that right? Yeah. yeah, like everyone else was a human. They came down like, "Hey, we're ducks. We play hockey. What up?" <laughs> that was a Disney cartoon. It was. It was. I didn't know that. Well, it was right off the tail of the. You know, well, the, the live action shows. Right, right, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the yeah, Mighty yeah, Ducks. Yeah. Um, them cashing in and, hey, let's make them ducks and make right. them anim... Yeah, really weird. Anim... No, I'm not even... Animal... I can't say either. Pomorphic. There we go, there we go. There you go. I mean, you know, mutant anything was the craze also in the 90s. So we'll make them alien mutant ducks. Right. Why not? Why not? Why not, indeed. The R's agree. All right, uh, Ryan. Why don't you go next? Oh, geez. Um, let me think here. Do you remember? Well, this wasn't a series based specifically on that, but mm-hmm. remember in Futurama was it Slurm Slurm Ball? Slur- I do remember something about Slurp that. Ball, something like that. It was essentially baseball in the future. And the ball uh, had a tether, like T-ball. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I just remember them going to like the, a Hall of Fame episode. It's and like what baseball had over the last thousand years had right. evolved into. Everyone yeah. forgot it, and then I remember, you know, like Fry's there, like, "Oh, this is like baseball." Like, no, it's slurg ball or slurg ball. Yeah, or, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, something weird like that. There was another game in Futurama, if you remember, called the Butterfly Derby. A different episode. It was Leela and Amy. It was a. It was a game where. Two, like a couple, like two, I think it was just specific, just for females, if I remember correctly. But like a team of two would enter an arena with these big butterfly wings and you have to fly around trying to get like a a ball in a basket at the very top or something. But all the while you're fighting each other midair, like punching, kicking and stuff. And like as the levels would get, as the 
tournament progresses like they would open up lava at the bottom so it's like <laughs> okay. if they took your wings off you could fall to your death you know <laughs> it was a it was a very very dangerous game hmm. oh okay. yeah but can you imagine if something like that existed today my god hey. i mean i guess in the future if you're not doing extreme sports you're not doing sports <laughs> right you know? i'd watch the fuck out of <laughs> right. it right oh yeah i'd watch it like baseball like who cares about that if someone's not dying i'm not watching i you know i baseball's boring as fuck i'm sorry <laughs> yeah I mean, there's a reason they serve tons and tons of beer at a baseball game, <laughs> right? right? I liked it as a kid, you know. Mm, you know a little I bit. think, I, like, as a kid, like, I remember collecting sports cards. Same. But I was never that big into sports. I never watched them. It was just because everybody was collecting them. I knew by what people at school were talking about, sure. what was valuable, except for basketball. That I was watching, and, like, I did have, like, the whole lineup of the Bulls cards okay, at one yeah, time. Yeah. But, I mean, who didn't? Right. Yeah. 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 Right. But, um... Um, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I never, I never gravitated toward baseball at all, hmm. at all. It was fun to play. It was fun to play. I, I agree. Uh, same way with basketball. Yeah. Love to play basketball. Don't necessarily love watching it. I, I'm, that's where I'm at about, I could still watch basketball and enjoy it, no doubt. But yeah. my excitement was in the nineties when Phil Jackson was coaching. You had Michael Jordan, you had Dennis Rodman, Oof. you had Scottie Pippen, you oh, had yeah. BJ Armstrong, Steve Kerr, need I go on? Was it Steve Kerr? Little little tiny Steve Kerr who shot that three pointer that won him the championship Mm -hmm. that year. Good times. That's as that's as sporty as I'm ever going to get on this show. Let's mark that one down on the books. You might as well get a fucking picture because you're never going to see that again. All right, um, my pick would be. You guys remember a movie called Basketball? Oh yeah. And uh, it was the guys that from did South Park, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Parker okay. and Matt Stone, and I don't remember who directed that film, but uh, it was the melding of baseball and basketball, and okay. that movie was so good. I mean, it was funny as fuck. I love that film. <laughs> yeah, but that movie was so good at uh, you know not only you know introducing this sport, but throughout the movie telling you the rules. I mean, we know what the internet now, I'm sure you can get on there and look it up. But at the right. time, like after me and my friends had watched it on VHS, we went outside and played basketball <laughs> outside, you know, because it was they had given you most of the rules in the movie. The rest fill in the blanks. Weren't right. they kind of making it up as they went? A, they a were, but bit? then it went like big time. Right. And I had like official rules and right. stuff and like they were getting pushed out of their own game and stuff. But man, that was a fun movie. I love that film. All I got. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. What's up, Randy? Well, I would be remiss if we're talking basketball and Michael Jordan and I do not bring up Space Jam. Oh, of course. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basketball, again, a, a real sport. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Who knew? Future. <laughs> There's a theme here. Sports, aliens, you know. Busting your balls, Randy. Continue. Uh-huh. Space okay. Jam. That's a movie that... Um, um, man, I recently watched not too long ago. I don't think I watched the whole thing. Okay, but I forgot that Newman was in it, or, oh, yeah. or, or Wayne. What's his night name? Wayne Knight. Knight. Wayne Knight. Yeah, and Bill Murray. I forgot yeah. he was oh, in yeah. it. Yeah. But um, I remember my dad taking me and David to see that in the movie theater okay. when uh, it had come out, and I keep hearing there's supposed to be a new one. Right? There so, is. It did come out. Is it hell? No, no it's been know. stuck in production hell for like everlasting. What was it supposed to be like LeBron? Yes, yeah. Yeah. was in yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. I it's mean, I yeah, I'd see it. Yeah, Looney Tunes are priceless. Yeah, you know they really are. They really that, are. Uh, those aliens, like the little versions of them, like they fit in perfectly mm-hmm. in that universe. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just wish uh, good Looney Tunes still played in syndication. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a shame. You can watch some of them on YouTube, like those old ones that are like royalty free now. And those are even like some of the best. Right. I love them. There's a few on our YouTube page that we uh, put the Candare stamp on like we had any <laughs> fucking thing to do with them. But hey, we're presenting them for your entertainment. Check them out. They're really cool. Uh, where were we? Space Jam. Space Jam. Oh, we are Mr. now Mr. over Ryan. to Ryan. Since we're on this topic of 90s cartoons, sports, mm-hmm. does anyone remember the All-Stars? I think it was called the All-Stars. It was Wayne Gretzky, yes. Bo Jackson, yeah. Michael Jordan, yeah. and it was like kind of really uh, meh animation, but they were living in like a, uh, like a Fantastic Four Avengers type of apartment high Defenders rise. of the earth type of. right mm-hmm. and you know they something would happen and they would suit up and whatever sport they had was kind of like their superpower <laughs> and i like wayne gretzky would go around like skating on everything i, I mean yeah I, I don't remember it super well uh, I, I just remember his blonde floppy hair in that right. cartoon yeah it, it was just i mean but i mean come on bo jackson like who well i remember bo jackson i yeah i feel like anyone our age remembers bo mm-hmm. bo don't know diddly <laughs> well, I thought Larry Bird had a cartoon at one point. Did he not? Maybe. Larry... Was he in that? Or I, I feel like he wasn't. I no. feel like I've been corrected on this before. Like Larry Bird wasn't in just that those show. Three. But I still feel like Larry Bird in some context was animated. Scooby fucking do. That's oh. where it probably was. was. Scooby Doo. Okay. Scooby Doo. I remember the Globetrotters being on Scooby Doo. I remember Scooby-Doo. the Globetrotters are always on Scooby Doo, but I think Larry Bird may have been on that show. Okay. okay. I don't know how celebs I mean, were always many... popping in yeah. on Scooby Doo. It was Hanna Barbera. More right. than likely. More yeah. than likely. Yeah. yeah. Look at the era. Look at the time. <laughs> how can we cash in using the same backgrounds and animation? Right. What's well, Larry Bird in there? <laughs> All right. How about um, in Star Wars? You know, they kind of give us a look at fictional games and uh, sports, not necessarily from the future, but different universe. And, you know, in episode two, when Obi-Wan and Anakin are following the uh, bounty hunter into the bar, mm-hmm. as they're walking around looking and, and if you pay attention, you can see like there's people betting in the background watching these sports happen. It looks like these one wheel. It kind of looks like football, but it looks like it's happening with a bunch of robots that are all on like on one wheel. Couldn't tell exactly what was happening, hmm. but there was another game happening that was like not on the television. It was like people were playing it. But if I were to say like, um, uh, do you guys know what a DNA model looks like? Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. So, you, so the for those helix, type. yeah, for those of you, not, I guess not even a DNA thing. No, because that that would ins, that would insinuate like the strand. I guess right. like the balls that are like joined with sticks between them. You know what I mean? So like an atom <laughs> strand or, or an atom. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a great way to like look at, at it. CO two or H two O. Yes, yes, okay. Okay. perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect description. So there's a scene where there's a bunch of people around a table, very much in the same fashion as like craps or roulette. And there's a bunch of these kind of looking things flipping around on the table. And I just always wonder so Hmm. much. And I'm sure in the extended, 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 nerded out hardcore universe, there's probably a rule set for this game, exactly how it's played. But that's not I I, I don't know how. Right. To even wrap my head around that shit, it just it just baffles me every time I see it. Like Somebody distracts me. Right. It distracts me from the story. I'm like, I want to know what's it? happening with this sport. Pan over there. 
And they seem to be betting big money on it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's another um, place where The Last Jedi fell. You know, I, doing this show, I always go back to giving Last Jedi a fucking punch in the gut. <laughs> It's they, like the Randy of the Star Wars films. The, oh. oh, now don't quit. Oh, man. Fucking martyr bad. over here. Let's get a cross to put you on. <laughs> no. Um, they had the opportunity. Did right. you see Last Jedi? Yes, I did see that one. You did? Yes. Ryan, of course, I, you had to have seen that, right? Yeah, you did. All right. And yeah. so the Canto Bite scene. Okay. The casino the, yeah, yeah. In, I mean in the bad movie it's the worst scene right <laughs> they had the opportunity to introduce some kind of new sport with those big uh, things they were racing but they right. just had it like fucking Kentucky Derby style right down there in a galaxy far far uh, away we're doing it Kentucky Derby style right, just to, right. you know I, I feel like that was a big missed opportunity well yeah they could have really just run wild like what kind of sport could we have all these things doing? Well, maybe yeah. that's a lack of Lucas, in, in a sense, because the guy was sort of meticulous in everything that he, he mm-hmm. thought of uh, the little things here and there, and he came up with these backstories. Like, I mean, like, who the hell came up with the goddamn Galactic Senate? And, like, that's really fun. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, have it there, but he gets pretty in-depth with it. You know, yeah. everybody yeah. makes fun of it. Maybe if he had been a part of it. Yeah. Something like that. Or even yeah. tie pod racing back into it. Right. Ooh, pod right. racing. That was a good thing better. to mention, too. Yeah. I mean, how dangerous. <laughs> right. Every right. race could be your last. Again, everything has to be dangerous. Some kind of like, uh, yeah. somebody's going to have to die or you're not yeah. watching it. I feel like there's another fictional sport or something in Star Wars we're forgetting or I'm not thinking of. Can you guys? Pod racing was the first one that came to my mind when I was researching Same. this. Yeah. Um, you know, just something you said about the politics there, you know, not to launch a Star Wars rant here, but doesn't the prequels... The prequels remind me of Star Trek just because of the amount of politics in them. Yeah, I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not two, that Star Trek point. is political, sure. but Star Trek is a lot of walk and talk. And that's kind of what, of at ethics. least at least like Next Generation yeah. and stuff was. The original series wasn't no. necessarily. That was a, man, that's my favorite to watch. Oof. So I think I might have just thought of what we were trying to think of. It's, okay. So episode four the battle chess. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The hollow chess. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The monsters. You nailed it. That's exactly yep. what it was. That's what I was thinking. Yep. That's exactly yeah, what it was. Did they call that back at the solo movie? I think they did. Did they? Okay. I, I because seen that, that movie was horrible. Right. Horrible. <laughs> well, and what do you expect? <laughs> and one thing that they, you know, they they took every Han Solo quote from the original trilogy and, and put literal, something, right? made it literal. Okay. Like, let him win or I'll rip your arms off, kid. So they had, I think there was a scene where someone beat him and he actually ripped their arms off okay. or something. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember that well because I like my interest was like, like I'm. <laughs> I was in an. It's like trying one. to like hold a hundred pounds in each arm like for an hour and a half. Right. It's like oh my god, this is fucking difficult. Sort of tinkering on your phone, like oh, I'll tune back yeah. in a minute. Randy, I notice you keep seeing the spider on the ceiling. Yes, here he's become my uh, my friend. I I don't want to throw him outside here because I feel like in this cold he'll just die and. Well, he ain't hurting anybody. Yeah, so he just kind of walks around and checks me out here and there. So don't be alarmed, and please, neither of you kill him. Oh, I will. 
I enjoy it. Spiders are pals. Yes. Well, some spiders. Jer- Jeremy's <laughs> waiting to get bit and turn into Spider-Man. Here. Right? That's the plan. <laughs> That's the Crawling plan. on like, come on, come on, little buddy. Just do it. Just do it. All right. So that was the <laughs> Star Wars. What else? Uh, is there anything else we can think of before we move back to Randy? Well, well Star Wars. Just anything from the Star Wars universe that I might be forgetting. You definitely nailed it with that hollow chest. I was that's what I was yeah. trying to think of. But is I there can't. anything in the Mandalorian? I can't remember. I don't think Ooh. That. Okay. It wasn't necessarily a sport, but uh this the episode maybe it's not the one where they introduce Cara Dune, but one of the episodes where she's like on the planet she's like retired or hiding yeah, yeah, out yeah. from she is in a, this bar that she frequents, and there are people who are putting bets on her fighting other people. Okay, okay. And they have them, like, on these weird kind of tethers that restrict them to, from doing certain things. So okay. it's some kind of a controlled fight, but okay. yeah, I guess that's a the, the only sure. thing I'd be able to think of. Gladiatorial type? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Space uh, gladiators, you know. <laughs> really shit to bed, Rain Johnson. You really <laughs> shit to bed. Back to you, Randy. Well, speaking of space gladiators, you guys remember the movies, movie Robot Jocks? No. No. So, I haven't heard of it. Uh-uh. It's like, I think either late 70s, early 80s, but it's basically like there's no wars and how like fights are decided is they have these two gigantic robots go at each other like rock'em sock'em style. Okay. But it's like 80s cheese, like stop motion robots. It's it's amazing. Wow. But uh, yeah, that it was like a gladiatorial game and that's how like hmm. the... The winners were decided, so that's really cool. I don't think there's any big name actors in it, but it's just it's. What, what year was this? I want to say it was like '79, maybe early '80s. Oh wow! So I mean, it's cheese. You're digging pretty back high. Yeah, 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 it really is. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've never heard of it. No. But uh, watch the trailer on YouTube. It's, it's I will. It's interesting. Hmm. It sounds cool. It well, it, it makes me think of some picks on my list, but I'll wait till I get back to me. So Ryan, if you have any more, oh yeah, I can think of a few. Uh, well. Space. Let's go into Star Trek. Okay. Um, I can oh, you think about that. That's a, yeah. We're looking at Star Wars. Might as well look at Star Trek's introduction of. We've got uh, well, you've got the Star Trek Vulcan chess thing going on, like the multi four D. Yes. Uh, you always see, especially in the original series, and they mm-hmm. they kind of bring it up off and on. But I forgot about that. Do you remember Ryan? Like in the nineties. Uh, Maybe even into the 2000s, but specific. I remember it prominently in the 90s. About any magazine that had anything related to nerd culture, there was a page in there that you could cut out and order that chess piece, chess set. I do remember the four tier thing. Yep. And it was expensive. It was. My dad had it. He might still have it. Really? Yeah. That would be wow. That's I, cool. I was kind of, you know, as much as I watched that and always thought that would be neat, I never actually looked up what the rules would be. Like, how do you move? To where I can't play regular chess. I can't either. <laughs> uh, let's see. And I ain't about to learn. You're right. I would say that maybe that's the most iconic one of any Star Trek series. Everyone remembers the chess. Um, yeah. In the in TNG, you had several games that came up um, early on season two. If anyone remembers Tasha Yar, she was only in the first two seasons. Jeremy, um, I believe we have a Trekkie in midst. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've watched them all many times. Nice, okay. Uh, you've got um, uh, Tasha Yar, so she's like the security officer at the time, you know, badass. And they get pulled down to a planet where it's um, female-led, but the male, the females have all the power, but the males are kind of still in charge somehow. Anyway, there's this game. It's these giant, 
like uh, glove spikes that you you put on up to here, and it's got like um like a claw on it with all these spikes on it, and there's Ooh, okay. poison on it, and all it is is just some ring with a bunch of poles. I don't I don't I don't know what Gene Roddenberry was thinking, but it essentially looks like they're pole dancing around this, and they're constantly grabbing these poles and just trying to spike each other with these giant claws and. I mean, it was just like, I don't know. I mean, wow. all they needed was to be in like a Princess Leia type of outfit, and it would have been somebody's wet dream. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there was another game in there, too, that uh, people got on. high from, I think. Really quick, sorry. You saying that, and I'm totally rabbit trailing right now, but I don't know if you guys did this as a kid, but anytime I'd go over to my grandparents, they'd have that big metal support beam in their basement, mm-hmm. and I used to just grab that and just spin it. Yes. Like oh, that. yeah. 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 Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we had one. At, go, we yeah. had one at our house growing up, mm-hmm. right between right between the cars and the garage. You couldn't do it when the cars were there. We <laughs> definitely did that. Uh, yeah. Grab a hole and see if you can start flinging yourself out around it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue, sir. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I yeah, there were there, there were a couple games that uh, were all based on getting people high. So, okay. So it's a future. Like I remember specifically, you know, Wesley Crush, Crusher. It's a thing he's wearing, and it's just in their uh, pupils. And when they um, they visually look at these balls and they put these balls in these cones, okay, really dumb, you know, really basic. I don't know, maybe they didn't have a lot of hmm. ideas. But every time you get a ball on a cone, you get like some kind of endorphin release. So it was beer pong, ball in a cup, ball in a cup, ball in a cup. <laughs> uh, it's ball in a cup. But it, pretty much at one point, the entire um, uh, they deactivated data because he couldn't get high. Oh, you know, okay. he's a robot. Okay. You know. mm. I, I feel like there was a couple others in there, you know. Always, I'm sure there are. I mean, yeah. in, in all the years that that show's been around in different in, iterations, it's there's got to be something. But and, and they're always evil, you know. Like, <laughs> you know. Speaking of evil games, how about the Hunger Games oh, or sports yes. or rather? Okay, yeah. all right. I, I I wanted to start this Hunger Game talk by saying there needs to be a Hunger Game video game, but really any game out there is the fucking Hunger <laughs> right. Games. And you look at it like Fortnite, Call of Duty, everyone's just fighting to survive. Smash so. TV is right. pretty close to that. Smash TV, yeah. Ooh, that's a good game. I've yeah. never played yeah. that. It's what kind of like a combination. It's all. I guess it's probably closer to Running Man than it is. MMO? Games. Okay. No, it's... it's or a, not MMO, but... It's a Super a, Nintendo game. Oh. It, it was in the arcades, too. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So it was basically like uh, you, you went into these different rooms, and it was a different theme. But the whole thing was it was a, a TV show based on, like, death. So, like, kind of like Death Race 2000, like you're, or even Running Man. Like, you have to survive Win your these freedom. different rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like you'd have a bunch of zombies coming after you, so you have to shoot the zombies, or you have to fight a boss or blow something up or find something you know it was just huh. different like they were almost like mini games tied together yeah, yeah. so but yeah i'm that's sorry that's interesting no no that's interesting i i really don't have much to say on the hunger games other than just mention it it's uh, just an interesting concept you know i'd like to think it's not a possible future for us but i would hope not you uh, know you, know, you never know and why is it always kids like, right you know they've got like some big beefy burly uh Thirty-year-old man out there who's been training his whole life. They're like, well, send a twelve-year-old out there. Well, wasn't to it a, stab uh, people? You know, wasn't it a lottery of sort? Like, it, yeah, it was. It was I can't remember. Oddly but, enough, the lottery was. But I think children. you were all kids, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think of the second movie, and I, I don't watch the Hunger Games religiously, but I think they did bring back some older winners, possibly. I don't know. I never finished watching those Maybe films. At the end? 
Okay. Maybe. I just got so sick of Jennifer Lawrence playing the strong female role in every fucking thing she's in. <laughs> not that she needs to play anything weak or anything. I mean, there's nothing wrong with her roles. It just seemed to really be the same role throughout everything. Gotcha. Her mystique was her catness. And I gotcha. Kinda, you know, not. And again, she's a good actress. I'm not saying that like she was even bleeding those characters. Those characters had identity, but their identities were similar. You gotcha. Know? Typecasted, maybe. Could be, yeah. Hey, Could we need be. a you know a, a female strong female character who's like this Jennifer Lawrence. Her story is so fucking interesting. If you ever get a chance to listen to the Mark Marin she's on, I recommend it. But I have she to that. talks yeah. about she was just in New York with her mom walking the street, and like these you know these. Uh, sleazy agents just on the street said hey you look like you could be a model why don't you come down here that's exactly how she got into the business mm-hmm. isn't that how harrison ford got into oh i couldn't tell you Sorry. that i don't know maybe he accompanied a friend maybe to something okay i feel like it was something sort of similar same with um oh crazy pants um um the australian who became super anti-semitic the last several years uh why can't God, I forget? I'm like curious now to know who this is. Oh, Bra- I'm blanking. Uh, uh, Braveheart. Yeah, um, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Mel Gibson. I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe I forgot his name. Mel Gibson. He, when he uh, was in, uh, his first movie was the, um, oh geez, what's the name of the movie? Uh, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. When he was in Mad Max, he a friend of his went to audition for it. He wasn't doing anything that day. He was just like laying around on the couch. So he went along and his friend auditions didn't get it. While he was there, he's like, eh, I'll go ahead and audition. And he got the role. No shit. Yeah. Wouldn't you be a bitter friend? Because yeah, that was, wasn't that one of Mel Gibson's like premiere rules? Like that was, was his first movie. That was yeah. his first movie. Mad Max. Yeah. yeah. Legit. Wow. And then he did a couple of them. And you know, then of course. How you had. wouldn't end up swinging in a closet, man. <laughs> right. right. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> maybe that's what we, we should all go out for a role. And at least one of the three of us will get it. And then like. Yeah. There's two can kill ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we can say, yeah. I could have been this guy, and you know, and the Jack will come in next week. What I miss, guys? Guys, <laughs> just dead, blood everywhere. <laughs> All right, um, I think that's probably a good point to wrap up the. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted to mention, I had a few more, but it's cool. Oh, well, we'll throw another one in. Why not? I was just thinking uh, Tron. Oh, I, that was the last one I had on my list <laughs> too. Go. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and I've said a few times on this show before. You know, I've never liked Tron really. Like I thought the first one was kind of boring. Tron Legacy was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when they put the Tron mode in Grand Theft Auto Five, holy shit! <laughs> did I gain such a respect for Tron? Because I never, I guess I never fully understood what it was right until I played it. Yeah, and wow. What a fun game because yeah. you really have to be on your toes at all times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, oh, man. For those of you who, I mean, who doesn't know Tron, right? Yeah, Do I need I, to explain fucking Tron at this point? It's a Disney movie. Look it up. <laughs> right. Look it up. <laughs> That's a good note to go out yes. on, I think. And now joining us to talk about season two of Ballmasters 9009, which premiered on Adult Swim February 23rd at midnight. And if I if I remember correctly, is running till March 23rd, 24, something like that. Uh, we welcome creator, animator, actor, and musician Christy Caracas to the show. Christy, thank you so much for being here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I am always in awe of animators that come on the show. I mean, if there's one thing I've wanted to do all my life, it's create cartoons, but my God, is it <laughs> tedious freaking work. So it just... I mean, I applaud you for the level of dedication <laughs> you give to your craft. It's, it's a... 
Yeah, it's a labor of love for sure. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. So, you know, these episodes that you guys uh, make are typically around 15 minutes long. What's it take? To, how long does it take to produce a 15 minute long episode? God, it's funny. Everyone's always like asking me, how long does one episode take? And I really have to figure this out because the way the schedule works, it's kind of like a like a tier schedule. So like usually when, when we get a season, you know, the network will pick up an order. So it'll be like, well, the, the short answer is like 10, 11 minute episodes usually takes, I'd say about, I don't know, eight to maybe 10 months, almost oh, a year. Wow. But like, but that includes like, like, so they'll commission it. And they'll, usually they'll do orders of 10. So, you know, we'll have like some time to write the scripts and that's usually a couple months to start. And then it, depending on the schedule, I mean, sometimes we start, um, before they're all finished, usually, usually we do because we want to get started. And then, um, then there'll be like a certain amount of weeks per department. So like the storyboard department, which is usually like two or three people will have, you know, three or four weeks per episode. But what happens is once the first one's locked, then like they'll start the second episode, but then like the background department will start the first episode. So then they'll have like three or four weeks, but then like, then when they then when they're finished, and usually it's not when they're finished. Usually at that point, it'll be like in a couple of weeks. Then the character layout will start, and then the the animation will start, and then it just gets really hellish near the middle because I'll be like storyboarding one. They'll, they'll all be in like different phases of production up and up until um, after animation. Usually the we'll start the sound and the um, sound effects and the music and stuff. We record them before we do them. I forgot that part, but yeah, it's a crazy <laughs> schedule. So usually, like, I think we, I think we started in January, and I think we finished in November. So wow, yeah, about ten or eleven months. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it's super indeed. hard work, but it's really fun. I mean, it's super fun. And the end result, I mean, just has to make every bit of it worth it. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the season was great. I mean, the the it's funny. There's there's usually these gaps in between the seasons, so sometimes the crew changes slightly. I mean, not slightly. Sometimes it changes, and just because people might go on to a different job or a different show, or they might not work at the studio anymore, or whatever. So, like, but this season was definitely like a really great crew. It was uh, pretty awesome. It was really a fun, definitely like a really fun experience. I can't wait to see more of it. I watched uh, one of the episodes already and it had me on the floor. It was pretty oh, cool. good. But uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. One thing <laughs> I wanted to touch on, man, uh, when I was researching you, I found out you got your start in animation uh, with MTV working on Daria. Freaking loved that show. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was really fun. You know, it's funny. That was my first, that was like my first, I mean, it wasn't my first real job, but it was my first like full-time animation job. Like I'd, I'd moved to New York after college and I couldn't, I couldn't find work. And my, my style was kind of, everything was very clean back then, like Powderpuff Girls and Daria and like those kind of, you know, Dexter's Lab, they have like a big thick line and my stuff was always kind of dirty looking. And uh, plus, there, you know, there wasn't as many shows back then, you know, wasn't as much content being created. And I had a hard time. I used to, um, I used to take these jobs up in Boston at this studio. It's not there anymore. What was it called? Uh, Crap, I'm forgetting the name right now. But it was, um, <laughs> I would go, I would go up there and crash on my brother's couch and take a job for a couple weeks and then come back to New York. But anyways, my, my yeah, my first real like full time job was at Daria, and that was like really super fun. And it was actually really funny. I mean, that was like in the '90s, and um, yeah. that's where I met. I mean, Chris P, who owns Titmouse, where we make the animation, he worked there. Um, Aaron Augenblick, that runs Augenblick Animation, he was there. It was kind of this like 
who's who of animation and everyone's um you know we were all in our 20s and now we're all like in our 40s still doing animation just all in different places so it's kind of kind of a small world what a time to be alive and animating yeah. for MTV. I mean, coming off the heels of Beavis and Butthead, I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. my God, how cool that would have been. It was, it was cool. It actually, it actually, it was a cool job. It was pretty cool. They're like, yeah, look at Daria. Everyone, even now, people still like Daria. They're funny. People really like it. Yeah, I watch yeah. it on Hulu. I kept hearing rumors they're going to bring it back, but I don't know if that's happening or not. I would be beside myself. Yeah. I would be beside myself. I would love that. I heard two rumors, though. I heard one rumor... That like, you know, she'd be older and have, a, and one of them might have a kid. And then I heard another rumor that it would be like a reboot and be nothing like it, but be called Daria. So I, I have no idea. <laughs> I like the first idea better. Yeah, yeah. checking yeah. back in with her, same yeah. attitude. That's one of those shows that has a real cult following. I mean, people, people love it. I mean, it's crazy. I don't, I can't explain it. It's just a great show. I love her attitude. I, I everyone can relate to it, right? You know, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it. I think too. It was like. Some things I think just hit, and it's like the perfect timing, you know. That's a, that's a good. It just point. felt very. I don't know if it's nostalgia, and I'm just remembering it that way, or it just feels very '90s. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little of both. Could be. Well, she was yeah. Like the '90s girl. Yeah. You know, everyone could relate with the uh, the epitome. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Right. For sure. Now, as far as uh, you're in, getting involved then with Adult Swim, this happened through a short film that yourself and uh, Stephen Warbrick created called Bar Fight, which I got to check out on uh, YouTube. And man, was it awesome. Cool. But you can really see that uh, animation style that kind of bled into Super Jail and uh, Ball Masters. Can you tell us a little bit about Bar Fight? Yeah, what happened was, um, actually I made that when I was at MTV. What happened was, um, I'd made this film before that called Space War, and it's like this, it was my student film. It's like this black and white, you know, I just was up with pencil. And this was like around the time when I think like traditional stuff was kind of s- switching to digital. So I was working on a new short because I was like, well, because that got into some film f- uh, animation festivals. And, you know, I don't know if it helped get my job, but I just, you know, I wanted to make stuff. So, you know, when you want to do stuff, you should just do it. Right. So I started this bar fight, and then uh, I met Steve, and he's like, Hey, if you want uh, help with the film, I could color it. And I'm like, really? And they had this, um, Beavis and Butthead had ended, but they had this like really expensive digital ink and paint machine that, you know, I don't know if you remember this. Sometimes like they'd be on Letterman or something as like a guest. Yes. Like maybe it would be like a promo or something, but the show was kind of over still. So like he would color those. And it was like this, at the time it was like a Silicon Graphics, like an O2 computer. I think the license was something like, I don't know if it was like five grand a month or it was something crazy. It was something crazy that just, he's like, no one uses it. It just sits here. So uh, I just work on that on nights and the weekends and he'd color it. And then we just like worked on it all the time. And when we finished it, we were like, oh yeah, we're going to like, you know, we'll get in a festival or something or who knows what'll happen. And then it actually got rejected from every single film festival I entered it in. And I was like, kind of bummed out. I was just like, man, screw this. And I, at the time, MTV, everything had really slowed down. This was around, like, maybe 2000, 2001, and work was really slow here. I mean, I couldn't find animation work. I was working at a DVD package design company, and we were still friends, but uh, I think he was working at Blue Sky at the time. And then I got this call, because um, when we made it, people were making, like, VHS dubs of it at work. There were, like, these dub stations. They're like, oh, can I get a copy? And I'm like, yeah, sure, like... Nobody really liked it. So, um, you know, it wasn't even it wasn't even the kind of thing we posted online. I feel like the Internet was still I don't know if it was like it, it existed, but streaming wasn't like now, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, someone at Adult Swim saw it and they were like, they were like, hey, would you like 
you know, do you want to pitch a show? You know, could you pitch a show like this with a story and stuff? And we were, I was like, yeah, sure. So this is actually funny. Um, there, we, we met the guy in a bar, and, you know, he's like, well, what, what ideas do you have? And I met him, and I was like, well, I had this old jail pitch, a whole different thing. He's like, yeah, it's too normal. And I was looking out the window, and um, I don't know if you know in New York, like, the, the bus stops have, you know, movie posters, whatever the movie is. Yeah. And I look out the window, and it's the... It was that remake of Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp. And I was just like, well, maybe it's like a super jail. It's, it's like if Willy Wonka made a jail. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm like, this guy not seeing the, the poster out the window. And, and you know, I'd always like stuff like Dr. Seuss and kind of, you know, trippy psychedelic. But, you know, I, I like kid stuff, too. But, yeah, that kind of was like, oh, it's like a jail, but it's just like that. And that, that, yeah, it was no genius idea. It was basically like... How about a super jail? It's like I got to figure out what a super jail is. But uh, I love hearing. But yeah, I mean, it was funny. I mean, bar fight. Yeah, it's crazy. But bar fight really was just like, you know, like to draw that kind of stuff, and then it just translated well to super jail because it was like, oh, they could have a riot every week. So every week you get a weird themed fight. Yeah. Which, you know, some people sometimes again like some things. Sometimes the the network or sometimes even reviews would be like, oh, that's so predictable. Same thing every week. But I was like. I don't know, to me it was just fun because every week we would just have a different themed fight and we kind of would always have to push it. And, you know, it was hard to keep it interesting, but I feel like I feel like with Ballmasters it's a little bit more character-driven, like a show. I mean, it's still an excuse to have crazy animation, but, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm more of a visual guy. I mean, I write, but I'm, I would say I'm way more visual than a writer. And, you know, for me it's fun. I don't, I, you know, I like to watch stuff that doesn't necessarily have... I mean, I, you know, I love good stories, but I, I can watch animation, too. So, you know, it's not for everybody, but I think people that like it kind of people seem to love it or hate it, really, which I think is a good thing with a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say the same thing about Maybe. Dylan, right? <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, you referred to your animation style, at least in, in uh, Bar Fight, as uh, somewhat dirty looking. And, you know, that animation style, again, can kind of be seen in uh, Super Jail and Ballmasters. And even, uh, you know, transcending, if you look through Adult Swim, kind of transcending past those shows, you know, Squidbillies or Mr. Pickles, they seem to kind of borrow that same kind yeah, of right. animation, you know, and it seems like you've kind of set a look for Adult Swim with your style. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think in general, I think a lot, like, I know a lot of the other creators and they're all super cool. I think a lot of us just have the same influences. I think a lot of us like weird stuff. We like, you know, com underground comics. I, mean, I think a lot of things like for me, for me, Super Jail was very like like I grew up. I loved Dr. Seuss books and I loved the old Sesame Street animation. And I know you wouldn't really think of that when you think of Super Jail, but it really <laughs> visually was kind of the biggest influence. Like I really like old '70s, really simple animation. But then obviously with you know with a bit of a twist, like with the you know the craziness and the violence and the, and the look the violence to me too. A lot of times people are like you know they're like oh it's so violent, but I'm like. It's sort of more gaggy. It's more like a Tom and Jerry kind of thing for me and like making gags with it. Yeah. But um, I think like, I mean, I definitely think those shows have really great looks. And I think, um, I mean, I love Mr. Pickles. That show's hilarious. And, yeah, it is. Um, Squidbillies. I mean, all of them. But I, I, think, um, I think they're all kind of different, you know? I mean, I think, again, I think my stuff tends to be more yeah. gaggy and, and, and a little more like I said, those I think are a little more like the writing. I mean, Mr. Pickles, I think, has super under like the writing's so good. I think it's so funny. Those sure. guys are really smart and funny. Um, I, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean... love I love being part. 
Oh no, I, I just didn't want to be like, yeah, totally. I totally influenced those shows. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I love, I, I, I love. I mean, it's it really is like a, it is kind of a dream to be part of Adult Swim. It's just a really cool place, and they kind of make the coolest, weirdest stuff that, that I like. You know. Yeah, I mean, when they have a new show out, you know, whether or not you are aware it's on Adult Swim, a few minutes into it, you know where that that right. show is going to be. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly totally. where it's going to be. Now, before we move to Ballmasters, one more thing I want to touch on is your uh, your band Cheeseburger, which you guys did yeah. the theme song for uh, Super Jail Coming Home. Can you tell us about the band? Yeah, I mean, it's we're not a, we're a band no more, but that was that was just oh. the band I was in at the time and. Yeah, yeah, that was that band. We haven't played in years, but but um, I no, I definitely miss it. I, you know, I was in this band, uh, and when we were doing the show, we were just kind of like, um, I don't know, I can't even remember. How, you know, I think originally, I think for we originally were trying to get um, the song "Rubber Bullets" by Ten CC. That was going to be the theme song, oh, and really? then we couldn't get the rights. And then I think we had thought about Mr. Blue Sky at one point too, and that was way out of our league, also. But uh, but then we were like, maybe we just need to write a song that sounds kind of like 70s sounding, you know. And, you know, it's such a short thing. We kind of just busted it out and uh, did it. But that, that was really fun. The funny thing about that song is that our band doesn't really sound like that song. That's like the only song that kind of sounds like that. Because I think we were trying to do like a 70s style kind of, you know, something with that same beat that kind of could go with the title sequence. Mm-hmm. I think the pilot had... I don't know if it's I don't know if it's online. It used to have that song, but they might have switched it to the regular one to not pay to not pay the rights. I'm not sure. But I think when it was a pilot, it was that that, that rubber boat song. I can't remember though. My brain my brain doesn't work so well. I think that was two thousand. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Six. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Like the older I get, I'm like, man, am I really losing my memory already? I'm not that old. But <laughs> it's it's funny, you know. When I was uh, driving home, I was still kind of mulling over exactly what I was going to be uh, asking you, and I was like, man, should I bring up cheeseburger or not? And I shit oh, you like, not, yeah. the car in front of me. This happened, I'd say, within the last two hours on my way home from work. The car in front of me had a license plate. No shit, said Cheeseburger. And I was like, <laughs> there you go. I've got to bring it up. I've got to bring it yeah. up. But, no, uh, I, I missed that band. That was that was really fun. I mean, we had, it's funny, when I when Bar Fight didn't do well and I was working these other jobs, I was like, oh, I'm going to put my time into the band. And I was just doing the band and working that job. And we were kind of like, I mean, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I was, you know, I was still youngish. I don't, I don't remember if I was 30 yet, but I was maybe right around 30 or something. But, you know, we're still, we still weren't that... We weren't too old to be in a band, but we were getting there. But, but yeah, we just that all fizzled out. I mean, people get married and have kids and this and that. It's, it's oh. harder and harder to. I, I remember we would we would like meet. We had practice like three times a week. We meet at a bar, then we go to the space and drink and jam out. It was really fun. And then we'd end up back at a bar. And then we'd be at work, and I was like, how did how did we do that? I can't even I can't even go out on like a school night anymore like that. It's like I'm home by midnight. It's a late night. It's weird. Yeah, the the man, the life of uh, someone trying to keep a band going. I mean, we we kind of know that ourselves and to some extent. Not not like that though. Three practices a week, man. That's, that's intense, and especially when you're uh, animating, doing other jobs and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I I loved it. It was fun. And when New York back then was kind of like that, everyone was in a band, and mm-hmm. it was really fun. And but maybe that's just that age. I don't know. <laughs> they get more energy now. It's like, oh, I'm done with work. I'll come home and cook and watch Netflix and do nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're well, chill. 
I encourage people to. Uh, I found it on Apple Music. Uh, the album, another big night down the drain. Listen to oh, uh, some yeah. of that, including the the single on there, "Winner." If you're cool with that, I could throw it in the episode too. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's I love going out on, uh, <laughs> yeah, on music like that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, Ballmasters, nine thousand nine, <laughs> season two. Man, where did the yeah. idea for this show come from? It's funny when when. When we were ending Super Jail, I remember I was starting to see a lot of kind of cool anime was coming out. Like, I, mean, I don't know if it was coming out or it was the first time I was seeing it, but stuff like, I don't know if you watch anime, but like Kill a Kill and like um, Yuasa had that ping pong series. And then I was just, it was funny when, when one of my favorite things, I like to look at the fan art of, from the show. Like there's a lot of like weird fan art, fan <laughs> art online. And I noticed they would, they wouldn't always do the main characters, they'd always pick like kind of the weirder side ones and they'd often do them in like anime style. And I was like, man, you know, it's funny. I feel like it would be neat to do a show where all the characters were so crazy they would maybe be fan favorites or something. Okay. And then when all this anime was coming out, I was kind of looking at the fan art and then I was like just thinking about, you know, I used to be really in, I used to be really into anime in high school. And it was really hard to find back then. I would get these like the uh, – they do them off a of off a laser disc. Sometimes they weren't even subtitled. I would just buy them. So I was like, "This is like really crazy." And you know, before the internet, it wasn't something that was so out there yet. You know, it was kind of weird. And and um, but I then you know in college and all that, I kind of I wasn't really into it anymore. But then I was like, "Man, I used to really love anime, but I, I can't draw that like that." I'm, what am I going to do? And so then I was also thinking about like you know, because when you're pitching a show, sometimes you just you know you don't want it to be like anything else. You want it to be kind of unique. And I was like, "Well, there's not really." There's so many sports anime. I mean, there's anime for, like, every single sport you can even think of. Right. There's a million of them. And I was like, there isn't really an American one, but I don't really watch sports. I don't really even follow sports. Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah. maybe it's like, yeah, and I was like, well, maybe it's just a made-up sport. I, I love 70s stuff like rollerball and all that. So I was like, and I, I used to really like wrestling. I mean, I still like wrestling. I don't I don't actively watch it like I used to, but I was really into it back then. And I was like, well, maybe – um. You know, it's like rollerball meets like there's weird teams, so it's kind of like wrestling. They have themes, and it's in the future. And then um, I was like, yeah, maybe it's like some kind of bad news bears thing, like you know the shitty player who gets demoted to the team. And and I was kind of like, yeah, this sounds cool. And I I literally went down Atlanta. And it wasn't even like a crazy pitch. It was like this was the pitch. I was kind of like, you know, you could have all these crazy different teams. And like the ball could be alive, all the balls talk. And they and Lazo, who was the head of Adult Sim, he was like. Great. I love it. Start working on it. Let's do it. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I got to figure this out now. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I had like one drawing and it was basically like, and Gaz was like a guy in the beginning. And it was just like, you know, a rollerball type player and a ball. And the idea for the ball, I feel like this is your podcast. I'm the biggest ripoff artist. But do you remember the movie Major League? Yes. So I was watching all these movies, these sports movies and series to kind of think about what the show could be like. And I remember when I was a kid, the poster had this crazy baseball with like sunglasses and a mohawk, mohawk. and all this. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I, when I was a kid, I remember thinking, I I just thought it was going to be like animated in the movie or something. So when I saw the movie, I remember I was pissed. I was like, "Where's the crazy ball?" Because it just looks like this cool character. And so I was like, "Oh, the team can have a ball like that. It's just basically a ball with a mohawk. It's from Major League." I was like, "It's that, but like some futuristic version that can kill you, you know?" So like, like. That's where that, I, I mean, I think all these ideas are coming from movie posters, but I mean, <laughs> the truth, like, but, yeah, but you I, know I your source of inspiration, right, man. Right. It works. Yeah. But think, 
Yeah, you're just going to put your no ideas new, really. Put your spin on it. But the, I think, again, like, but it was this excuse, too, to be like, you know, you could have crazy animation. And the, the other thing, too, is after Super Jail, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to do, like, another show like it. Like, I didn't want to make another crazy, violent show. And Super Jail, even though it's really crazy, you know, it has a really flat, um, you know, specific look. So with this, I was like, oh, we'll do painted backgrounds. We'll be a little more spatial. It'll be a little more, like, you know, like a like maybe a nicer looking show, but still kind of raw. And and the idea of kind of changing styles was a part of it too. Like like, you know, sometimes the animation is really janky and kind of like crappy, and then sometimes it's like really animated. You know, very you know labor intense in uh, labor intense way. So uh, you know, a lot of that is kind of like I'm all, when you do a project, I, I always like to try to do something that's maybe interesting or in a way I might not have thought to do it in the first place, but also more. in a way that yeah, and also to keep it interesting, like if you can change styles, it will be fun for the animators. Because one thing with Super Jail is Super Jail looks so simplistic, like it's this crappy drawings, like it's all easy. But actually, it was like really labor intensive to do because you had to do all these like it's in the computer, but you want the line to always look the exact same uh, thickness. Okay. But when you zoom in or zoom out and do the line, it changes. It's hard to explain, but it was a real pain in the ass. It was like it wasn't an easy. Sh- animate it was really hard but Ballmasters is like Ballmasters looks crazy but it actually has a little bit more give like it doesn't have to be as precise like the the line work and things like that so it's actually was like I think for the animators I mean it can be hard but it was I think fun hopefully for them and it's so awesome to hear the inspiration for uh I believe it was baby ball you were saying that was inspired by the uh, major League yeah. poster yeah. you know uh, adult swim will uh send us gifts here and there and one of the things we got when season 1 of ball masters came around was an actual like squishy uh baby ball oh, yeah. and it just made me think of the like you guys remember in the 80s the uh what were they called like mad balls or something they were just like the yeah. balls oh the yeah yeah faces totally yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what i was thinking well, the that, whole time. i remember think yeah i remember thinking that too because again the the one of the challenges with the show is it's only 11 minutes so like to have story to have a game to have like not only the you know the main team but then another team it's it's so much to squeeze in there was so much that we used to talk about doing that you know, we, we just we used to want to have like way more of the other balls and it just kind of never happened because like you'll see another ball once in a while but there was never like i don't know i remember we were talking about like there'd be all these other balls the balls would hang out in one place and because the balls were supposed to be like you know rock stars almost originally but it kind of never happened in the writing or came through but that was one original idea but i, I remember like yeah, like Mad Balls. You look at all these different crazy things, and they were just kind of fun, you know? Yeah, they were a blast. I think, I don't, yeah, I don't know if this is everyone, but for me, like a lot of the stuff I think about, I think is you know, stuff that sort of is burned in your brain from when you're a kid and you're excited, and it sort of stays inside you. And I think these, even in a subconscious level, maybe it's still in your brain or something, you know? Yeah, without you knowing it. Yeah, absolutely. That is so awesome. I love that story. That yeah, is awesome. that is great. <laughs> I, again, encourage... Because no, when they did this season, I was kind of like, I was like, we need to make more balls of different ball characters, but we were like, there kind of aren't there kind of aren't any that are in the show, really. They'll be like a guest, but no one's going to know who it is. So... <laughs> Maybe maybe next time. Very eccentric characters. I mean, there was there's a there's a character a character that's a pretty much a torso, his arms and legs yeah. cut off with his head is just like in a vice with all these big spike things coming out of it. Yeah, that oh. was he was originally going to maybe be Gaz because there was you know when we were, I was making up the show I was like what is this story and there was one, you know I don't know when you're making up the idea you kind of 
go through all these different, like, what if it's this? What if it's this? What if it's that? And there was one where, like, it was kind of like a um, Man in the Iron Mask thing where it was like, maybe there's this player who was banned, but they have to fight their way to number one, but they can't reveal their identity, so they have to, like, play in some different style. And it was like, maybe they, like, put on this mask and cut their arms and legs off and learn to play, like, insane, <laughs> so no one knows it's them. So at the end, it's like, you know, surprise, it's me. But then I was like, that's just too crazy. But the draw, I just always thought it was cool and weird, so... Uh, you know, th- things get changed around and kind of like a puzzle, you know, when you're coming up with the idea. Yeah. And I think like you were saying earlier, it's, you can tell it's a show where no first ideas are settled upon. It's like, we got to keep, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so totally. awesome. That's awesome. And I, again, encourage people to uh, set their DVRs at uh, midnight and I believe at 1215, correct? Yeah, they, they, they air them um, two in a row. So, so. Um, I'm always wondering if people watch one and go, okay, it's done, and turn it off. But, uh, yeah, it's two, two a night, so 12 to 12.30. There you go, and that's going till uh, March 22nd. I actually got the date correct this time. Sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, man, Christy, this has been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us, man. Oh, thank you so much for uh, watching the show and, and doing the interview. I appreciate it. And a reminder to our listeners to, well, don't forget to set those DVRs Sunday night at 12 and 12.15. I don't know if that if it works like that. Some DVRs just capture that whole half hour. Yeah. I think. Go until March 22nd, Ballmasters 9009 Season 2. Don't forget to check it out because that shit's funny. Yeah. It's oh, really yeah. funny. And a big thank you to uh, Christy for taking time to talk to us yeah, again. Awesome what guy. a nice freaking dude so nice. he was, yeah. right? But I think that's going to do it for this week. So, Randy, what do we have on the website? Check out CandairPodcast.com. Check out our past episodes, see our Hall of Heroes, previous guests. If you want to be on our show, give us a contact on our contacts page. There it is. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod. Once again, and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And head to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod. Show a little love and get a little bit something in return for that love. We're not going to just take your money. We're giving you something back. There's a whole other show on there, one of which we're getting ready to record here. Very excited about. Uh, what else, Randy? So if you want to hear a little bit more Jay, a little SR, check out the What If podcast. Oh, yes, yes, the What <laughs> If podcast. Myself, Jack Doherty, and Ryan Little, which is kind of on hiatus right now. I haven't posted a new episode in a little while. Uh, Ryan's been busy. I've been busy. Jack's been busy. Life. Right. Life. But... It's not going anywhere. We're keeping what if. We're keeping what if. Think about bringing in some guest stars. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, Zordon, David J. He, that would be he awesome. had expressed interest before. Yeah, so nice. I might see if he wants to do a few. But I don't know. We'll see. We, we don't know what the future holds, do we? Yeah. Especially when it comes to fucking sports. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I am Ryan Dono. Thanks for listening, everyone.
You're a winner. You're number one. Don't you ever forget it. You look good today, man. Go out there and show him who's boss. Approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown up. And knowing is half the battle. And once again, to our listeners, do not forget to set the DVRs for Sunday night up until August 22nd. August, Jesus. <laughs> up until March 22nd. August, wouldn't that be... These guys would be working their yeah. fingers. <laughs> Hell of a run. Check out cannedair.com. Wow. And you <laughs> laughed at me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fired. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! <laughs> 